Hello, I'm Nathan. I'm Lisa. I'm Kevin. And I'm Leslie. Welcome to the Better Together Podcast, a bunch of tech coaches bringing educators together for real talk. Like peanut butter and jelly. Movies and popcorn. Bananas and pancakes. We're We're all better better together. together. Okay, ready? Okay, let's go. I'll start talking. I know I'm going to say. Are we ready? Oh, okay, guys. I'm so glad to be with all my pals today. Me too! I love you guys! So, this morning, um, well, we know we've been doing this Better Together idea, and this is our first kind of thing, but then I thought it was fate this morning when... Um, I gave my kids cereal. Really, it's like dessert, like yeah. in a box. Uh-huh. It's like cereal because it was like chocolate and peanut butter Cheerios. You know, yeah. It's kind oh, of no, dessert. No, it's a dessert. And But anyhow, it says on the back in big letters, like better together, chocolate and peanut butter. Yes. Of course. Chocolate so and good. peanut butter but always. But then it just kept going. Then I had this, I had bought this like new bar thing. It's not really a bar, but it's just like smushed <laughs> strawberries with dark chocolate. And I'm like. Gosh, those two things go well together. Like, yeah. so much better together. That's anyway, but we're better together. We are we better are. together. I love when we're together. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was thinking, yeah. um, we had come together because we thought it's important, really, at the beginning of the year to start thinking about the things that are really better together, for mm-hmm. sure. Definitely. And one of the things that are better is um, when you have this good relationship with the tech coach in your building. But I kind of was thinking about it, like, less about that focus and more about intentionality. Like, being intentional in, like, the relationship you create with that person, but also just in the way in which you use technology in your classroom. Like, I think there's a misconception sometimes that you have to be doing, um, that you you should just do all the cool things. I don't know. And and, and I disagree because I feel like that, at least I think that's a great point. Look at me building bridges there. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. At the same time, I think the people who get better in a thing are the ones who experiment with that thing. Mm. So if you only ever like, no, I'm only using these three things with intention, and I haven't quite figured out what this thing is, perhaps maybe podcasts. (laughs) You really know exactly what Mm. this podcast is about? Not really. But unless you start to experiment with that sort of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, you don't become an expert and know how to use it and how to be intentional with it until you've until you've experimented yeah I agree with that I agree with that 100% Hmm. so then doesn't this go back to the whole relationship thing because I feel like in my position as a technology coach if I build relationships with my teachers so that they get comfortable and they trust me when I say go ahead and try it try using this cool digital tool and if it fails oh well we'll reflect and make it better next time right but until they trust me and until we have that relationship they're not going to go ahead and try all that stuff and then experiment. Well, and I guess it's the same thing. Yeah. It's a parallel. Unless you yeah. trust the actual tool, you've had some experience, yeah. you may not even know how to use it intentionally. Yeah, Because once, you, once you've built that relationship, then as the tech coach, you can have that conversation to make them intentional about how they're using that tool, whatever it might be. So you figure out what their learning target is, and then you kind of steer them towards the tool that you think is going to fit best to kind of meet their needs to really meet that learning target and kind of get them where they need to go. So you need to build trust. Yeah. And you're saying we need to build, like, we need to be intentionally building that trust. So what, like, what are some of, like, the, the actual things, what are the tasks you would do 
to build trust with a new person in your building. You have a new teacher showing up, how are you gonna be intentional about actually building that trust? Going past it's like, oh, I would listen to them. Yeah. But like some, we just had a new tech coach walk through the door, we were mm -hmm. talking to her. What are those, what are the five things you'd say, oh, you gotta mm -hmm. do this with all your staff? Well, first, I think you should eat lunch with them. <laughs> and yeah, you should eat lunch and laugh with them and, like, um, just build that kind of relationship. Just let them know you're a human technology, being. technology, yes. right? Because yeah. otherwise, they'll just talk about technology with you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, whenever they see your face, it's like my computer, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right. So I like to try to have some other connection. Mm -hmm. um, sadly, yeah. like one of my teachers, I found out we had the same birthday. We didn't even know it what? until like late in the year. Mm -hmm. So like, but that's what I mean. Like, you know, really trying to get to know people. Mm -hmm. um, and there's yeah. always something to, to know that's interesting outside of mm -hmm. much more than school, yeah. right? So actually eat lunch with them, not eat at your desk. Eat lunch with them. Mm -hmm. Not your sad desk. It's hard. Yeah, I totally. have a hard time with that. but And it has been the most powerful impact, actually. I feel like I have a Listen. lot of, I have like meetings with like new people, right? And we're sitting, but they come, they bring their computer in, they sit down, they start talking about this, they need to get this icon on their desktop, or they are not sure how to use Google Chrome. And then it's like, if you just kind of insert questions in there, like, oh, I see yeah. a picture of your kids. Okay, tell me about your family. You know what I mean? Tell me about your family. Like, yes, yeah. I know that goes yeah, beyond, I like, listen. Do. you're not just listening to them, but you actually are showing an interest in them. And then you have a connection. Like, yesterday, I did this with it. There's a teacher. She's brand new to our school. We found out she's an only child. I'm an only child. We got into this, like, deep conversation about what that's like to be an only child, yeah. you know, while all I was doing was helping her sign in and add printers to her right. computer. And right. that's going to help me moving forward with her when she's like, okay, I got all these devices in my classroom. What do I do? So Lisa's answer is lunch. Lunch. Leslie's answer is building. Find questioning them. Personal, <laughs> personal connection in like yes. the regular day to day business. Yes. In the regular day to day. Yeah. See, I don't see now. It's gonna be hard because uh, <laughs> those, those are both good. But um, I know, that's but funny. just hoping you don't take my answer. Yeah, no, no. I mean, for, for for me, for me, I guess really, uh, and I don't know if this is a great answer, but yes, it is. Is trying to. I, I just kind of reflect. I was thinking about this last night as I was thinking about relationships and kind of what I did my first year. And as I reflected, a lot of what I did was. Uh, I really tried to be the support that they needed. So if I knew that, you know, they sent me an email and said, hey, I'm doing X, Y, Z, and I'm probably going to need some help, then I made sure that I was available for them. Or if, um, if there was a new tool that became available, I made sure that I had a bunch of resources and I was super knowledgeable of that resource. So if they came to me, I was able to give them an answer and not a, oh, well, yeah, uh, mm, well, let me get back to you. Mm -hmm. Because then that immediately says to them, well, you know, I don't know if I can trust them yeah. with what I need. But if, if I show myself as being knowledgeable, mm -hmm. being available when they need me, mm -hmm. then I can kind of ease into some of those other yeah. conversations. Wherever maybe they well. are and whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's how you build the trust, right? Yeah. And especially like... Yes, you want to be knowledgeable, but we cannot be knowledgeable oh, no. yeah, on that's everything. True. That's true. Right? So at least yeah, yeah. saying to them, I don't know, but I'm going to go find out. Yeah. And then and following through. And following yeah, yeah, through yeah, with that. Yeah. Following through, I think, is the big part. Right. right? I agree with that. All right. Kevin, now Kevin. it's your turn. Mine was, and just sort of very, like, sort of in the line with yours, Leslie, of like with that connection with a new person. And, mm -hmm. you know, I have like 10 new people in my building. Mm -hmm. So I've sent them on email, welcomed them to our building mm -hmm. and said, hey, just so you know, 
uh, we do have a computer for you and we would love to mm -hmm. give it to you. Um, if you're new, I'd like a little bit more time. If you're from FCPS, I still have like 15 minutes. Yeah. And just move, just go to the front office and I'll come come to you. That way they're not right. trying to find me in the building. Right. Because if you've ever been mm -hmm. in my building, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then when I go up there, if I say, oh, hey, have you been to your room yet? Okay, that's great. Um, we'll tell you, we're going to walk this way so I can show you where all the specials are. Mm -hmm. So you can read them. Oh, nice. so it's okay. So yeah. you're going to walk down those stairs when you go to specials. Mm -hmm. And that's where we are right now. And let's go this way. And I sort of like mm -hmm. introduce like all the special, what where all the specials are, and sort of give them a sense of where the building is. Right. So yeah. I think I think that's nice. Yeah. Just a connection, so it makes them feel a little bit less worried about oh, where is everything. Because I felt yeah. like when I got to the building, those are the like, things they're seriously thinking yeah, about. Like, where, right. Where's the art room? I've got to take those kids the first day. Where I don't. Really, no. Okay. Yeah. Now we know. Yeah. And it really does. Ex so. That helps to expand that vision of you as like a like a member of the school and the instructional environment rather than just like the person you go to for computer computer issues, issues yeah. or computer things um, and being caring so. just in sure. general yep. this is a caring profession right. yeah. and, it's, and it just makes them feel comfortable and that's what we want right we want the teachers in our building to feel really comfortable in their environment so that they are again goes back to like they're ready and willing to take risks and to try new things and to be the best they can for their kids because that's really the main right. reason they're here, right? That's yeah. right. And if they can make a connection with their ESPIT, mm -hmm. you know, I think that just in the ways that we've talked about, which are like personal and relationships, then everything becomes better. Mm -hmm. Everything. Like right. the way that they teach, the way they move forward, the way that they interact with people in the building. So not just the ESPIT, obviously, but, yeah. but also, or the tech coach. Um, but that, that relationship, that intentional connection, mm -hmm. that probably I guess is more intentional on the part of the tech coach than the the teacher, teacher right? Yeah. Like I'm make, I'm being super intentional about growing that relationship. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, we'll just support them as they as they like expand their thinking around everything. Right. I um I got this book called Beyond the Big Sale, and it's talking about um, schools building relationships with parents. Mm. And the part they they, they say in that is like. Okay, you're in charge of the relationship. The it's not like it's not like your normal relationship where you reach out to someone. Like, oh, they didn't say hi to me, so I'm not gonna right. say hi to them. Oh, they did. They weren't able to come to the conference. You're in charge of the relationship. So how are you going to move it forward? I feel that's yeah. the same way with us. So it would be hmm. like, no, I'm in charge of this relationship. If, 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 if you're if the teacher's having a bad day, I need to not go. Ugh, I need to. Yeah. Go, They're having a bad day. Okay, I'm gonna make another. And continuing to like push continue forward. Continue to build that. And I think that's important too. You know, I, I always view our role as tech coaches as modeling kind of expectations. And I feel like if we model our interactions with teachers and other adults in the building, then that sets an example for how teachers should be interacting with students or parents mm -hmm. or others as well. Right. So if, if we're always, and I know we, we all have bad days ourselves, yeah. but, but the best that we can to model how to be. Um, good people and, and interact with others in an appropriate way and, and how to build those relationships and I think hopefully that sets up others in your building to then kind of pay it yeah. forward and, and do kind of the same thing. And it is the cycle like yeah. that this will be the same work a teacher does with their students yeah. and the families it's, it's all just kind of yeah. we're all just in our yeah. space in the cycle so. Yeah. And it all just comes back to connection yeah. right like we all if you feel connection if you're a teacher 
with your with maybe your tech coach or with your administration or wherever it is, then you feel more comfortable in your job. If your students, if the students feel connection with their teacher, then they feel like they're in a safe environment. It's a good place to learn, right? If the families they feel the connection with the with the school, however that looks, whatever way you make that happen, yeah. um, you know that is what that's where like you find success. So Leslie, having said that, what gets in the way? Because we've all just gone the last mm-hmm. like. Feels like three hours, but I'm just like, I don't think anyone would disagree with anything we said. No. But it doesn't always happen. No. So what gets in the way? One, and I hate to say this, I really hate to say this because I feel like people say this all the time, but it's time. Right? There's only so much time in the day, and there are deadlines. There are things, or like for example, there is the first day of school. Like it is going to happen on August 26th. Like children are going to walk through that building. And so, whatever you can do in our role with those teachers up until that point, like that's, that's it, you know? Yeah. And if you, and I think it's just recognizing that like that's going to be a barrier, but it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like eventually, if you don't have a relationship built with every person and everything, you know what I mean? You haven't built those connections. Or maybe you've tried and it hasn't really worked. It's okay if by this day it isn't there and you just keep working for it. Yeah. Moving on. Well, and I, I don't think it's also realistic to think that you're going to have uh, a relationship mm-hmm. with everyone in yeah. your building. Heaven I, I, knows. I was first yeah. in my building. It took me an entire year. Yeah. An entire year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a reality as well. Yeah. It's like giving yourself that. Yeah. I call it like giving yourself the grace to know yes. that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Immediately overnight in that moment, right? Um, yeah, it definitely takes time. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, in my building now, where I was supporting seventy teachers, now I'm supporting like five hundred teachers. Jeez. So I, I mean, Jeez. I can only imagine how long that's going to take yeah, right. for me to build relationships. I mean, my admin team is seventeen people mm-hmm. yeah, compared to four. Different. Crazy. So I mean, that's. So I think this goes back to just what we've been saying the whole time. Is this? I mean, that maybe that's why I started, Kevin. That word intentionality. That it's really not about like just about building relationships, yeah. but it's about being intentional about the things that you do. Because I've reflected a little on that myself as I prepare to go into this year. Like time always is a factor. Lack of like energy. Like I lose energy. Mm-hmm. I'm. You know, we tend to be the people that everybody comes to, and there's not a lot of people that we can go to uh-huh. in a day, like to help us with yeah. our list no, or true. our things that is to true. do. Yeah. Um, but one of the things, um, and I was having this conversation with my administrator, and she's like, "Well, what would you do differently this year? What have you learned?" And I said, "Well, the number one thing I would do is just being more intentional about staying focused on the things." that are the most important. I said it's so easy to mm-hmm. fill my day with the things that people or the tasks or the things that are that um, people give me to do or like have me to do and I want to just be a little more not um, not dismissive and not turning mm-hmm. and saying no but like more of a you know this is super important I need I have to do this and yeah. and I will so maybe give myself a little more time mm-hmm. keep the main thing the main thing yeah, right? right and I think that's hard so what, no, what sort of tasks are you going to be able to push back on? I think that's the. Yeah. I don't think I will. Right? I don't think those tasks are going to go away. I just think that in the moment, maybe the timeline changes a bit. Maybe. And some things won't be able to. Like some things have deadlines. Some mm-hmm. things are going to be around there. But I do believe that um, there were moments where I was forging ahead with something new or something like to learn something new. I felt the pressure to like 
to know all the things or to, mm-hmm. to be able to do yes. all the things. And, and really, I probably would have been more um, successful or impactful if I can just kind of focus on a few things and, and, and maybe let go of some of those other things that aren't necessarily going to like make or break people, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, is it really important that every one of my teachers understand Pear Deck, like a new tool? Probably in the grand scheme of things, yes, I want them to know everything. I want them to know all the options that they have. And if there's something more pressing that's more impactful, that like if a relationship is more important or if there's something else that the, that, that foundation piece is more important, I feel like you should turn your attention there. I, I don't know. And maybe it's a day-by-day decision, but it's, it's intentionality. That's, uh, that'll be my word for this year. Like just being intentional about my the actions I take and the behaviors I have. I really like that, and I had a contact with my admin also who said a similar kind of thing, and I said, I need to focus. And she said, so what are you going to do to focus on what you want to focus on? Like I said, I really want to support teachers more in integrating PBL and project-based learning, Mm -hmm. right? That's something that is really important to me, and I've kind of let go of that because of all these other things. And she said, but how are you going to do that? And we discussed that I tend to think that if I'm going to help a teacher, that a lot of times I'm going to do it for them because that's going to build my relationship with them. So I'll mm. say, we'll be in a meeting, and we'll all discuss a th- something that needs to get done. For example, maybe it's a slide deck for Until something, or maybe it's looking at data, and I'll say, I'll do that for you. And then that gets on my plate, and then that teacher never actually learns how to do it themselves, right? Because yeah. I'm doing it for them. I, I do that. And I do, but and in my mind, I'm thinking, but I'm 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 gaining their trust. They're gonna yeah. listen to me. They they are gonna be like, oh, Leslie's the best. She did this for me, right? But I'm not helping them learn how to do it too. Right. So how can I? God, so no. no. So really, what what we're talking about is again getting back to the relationships. Is once mm-hmm. you build the relationships, is then being able to empower yes. your teachers or others to do some of those things that you don't want to be the main mm-hmm. thing or that's not intentional yes. or what you want to be intentional yeah. right. is trying to And use, it comes with time. I think yeah. there is a fine line oh, you yes. like right there in the beginning of relationships. Like yeah. you were saying, Nathan, like being able to provide them the support when they need it right there. And it sometimes means doing it for them. I mean, you have to yeah. read a face mm-hmm. and when they're panicked and like mm-hmm. losing their mind, mm-hmm. you want to like support them. And you have to empower them. Yes. Otherwise, you'll never, you'll never make it, and they won't make it. Yeah. Right. Because you can't be them with yeah, them. You'll, side you'll just by be side stuck in this time. continuous cycle of, right. You know, them needing you and mm-hmm. you feeling that that, mm-hmm. that they need you. Yeah. I don't know. So Nathan, what are you going to take off your plate? <laughs> I don't. Certainly I don't, I don't, not I don't. the peanut butter and chocolate cherry. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I would have a bowl of those right now. What's going to happen? See, and that's hard, just because of starting in a in a new school and in, and in a new. Um, and I think even more important because you've got 500 staff and 17 admin. Yeah, that, that's that's crazy. And then and then 5,000 students <laughs> too yeah, on top of that lot. too. Um, so because I haven't lived that life, know, so I, to speak, I, I'm not quite sure what I need to take off my plate. Like, I always you don't enjoy... Even Let's report plate. back yeah. in December. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, Pause. But I, I, I really wanted to continue with, I always did like, you know, tech tip of the week kind of emails, and I really enjoyed creating those and kind of, you know, um, 
scouring Twitter and blogs and listening to other ESPITs and, and tech coaches and kind of what they were doing and kind of pulling some things and then creating stuff myself and then sending it out to teachers. But I just kind of feel that that's probably the one thing mm-hmm. that I enjoy that I may just kind of take off my plate mm-hmm. now and kind of see even if that fits in this new environment mm-hmm. or maybe there's a new way of doing it instead of you know sending it out in an email maybe i just tweet those things out periodically take leslie's wonderful newsletter she sends out <laughs> delete her bitmoji <laughs> that's right and then just <laughs> boom it's <laughs> my bitmoji send it right out. because but we're better together we that's are right. better together excellent and so, like, we don't know who's listening to this podcast. Yeah. Probably just us. Sharon, Sharon, say hi. But I keep thinking, like, of course, I hope other tech coaches are like thinking and reflecting. And then there's a teacher. So, like, what do we? What do we? What is our advice to a teacher right now? Like, from ourselves with this, like, the thinking that we've just done, which is this intentionality. How important the relationship is between you and like the tech coach or any coach or any like instructional person in your building really um what would be like because we've been talking about all the things we would do but what would be the advice we would give to a teacher like right now what would we say what do you do when you're new to a school um i think the first thing is to to listen i think a lot of times people want to step into a situation and they want to talk about all the things that they've done or all the things that they're going to do instead of kind of maybe stepping back and listening to uh, other people in that building and and what's happened there or what's going on or, you know, listening to your CT or Mm -hmm. listening to your admin and kind of what the foundation is already. And then from there, you can kind of figure out as you go forward, the changes you want to make or the things that you want to do to kind of find your way. Yeah, I I think, I think listening, I think is a good one to, to, to keep in mind. I think it's a good idea to like find those people in the mm-hmm. building that are doing the things that you want to do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and make those connections, and, and really watch it happen, see it, and like put yourself in um, positions where you can um, really see how mm-hmm. it's going down. I think there's a lot about learning. We do a lot of learning mm-hmm. that we don't do a lot of the applying, or we don't always get to see it in action, and so. Like, I think we forget the power of just, like, walking into someone else's classroom when you're on your, your break. Maybe you just stay for five minutes, but yeah. you just see something, and you take that away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I first started teaching, I had a, a divider between my room and the teacher behind me, which was awesome. So I just kind of cracked it. Mm-hmm. And so I would sit in my special every day. Um, when my kids were in special, I would mm-hmm. sit at my desk in the back of the room, and I would watch the science lesson so I could teach yeah. it the next time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank God I have no idea all that information yeah. about the ocean. Right. Like, you know, so, like, I was just taking notes and learning. Yeah. So I I would say, mm, like, yeah. put yourself in the place of, of, like, watching and seeing what other people are doing. Yeah. Um, and don't feel the pressure to take it all on, but, like, yeah. really just grow your understanding of things in that way. Yeah. I think as a, like... We, when I first started teaching, and they said, you know, go meet the custodian, go mm-hmm. meet the meet the front office people. Those are the people that you need to like yeah. know, and so and be nice to and be kind to. Like, and then I see people say that about us. Like, go meet your tech coach, yeah. right? And that's true. Like, we want to meet everybody, and we want to build those relationships. But like, don't be afraid of us, you know, and just come say hi. And I love when sometimes people walk in my office and they have their computer and they're walking and holding it and they're like, oh my goodness, I need blah, blah, blah. I can't access this computer and I don't know. I think I lost all my files and the world is over, right? Yeah. And I'm like, hi, Kevin. How are you doing today? Did you have a good day? Good morning? Okay. 
all right, go, okay, good. Yeah. Now let's get on beyond that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a person too. Say hello to me. Yeah. Ask me how I'm doing today. I'll ask you how you're mm-hmm. doing. And now I'm here to help. Yes. All right? I'm a good one. <laughs> I would say talk to don't be afraid to reach out for that help because I know that my first year like I know that like my language arts block was never great I don't think it ever became better until I was like okay seriously I went to someone I knew who was respected in the mm. building tell me about this language arts block thing and it wasn't the, the reading teacher because I didn't really have a good relationship with her mm-hmm. but this particular person I was able to sit down and I felt comfortable going. Yes. I, I, I feel mm-hmm. like it's a mess and I don't think I do a good job with this. How can mm-hmm. I do a better job? Mm-hmm. And he, he sat down and was like, okay, let's draw out a schedule. Let's figure it out. Yeah. So I think asking for that help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think hard. it is hard. But I but I mean, like yesterday, again, when I was meeting with the new teacher at our school and she was asking me some questions and, and I didn't know the answers to her questions. And I said, but you know what? This guy, he teaches sixth grade. He taught fifth grade last year. He's going to be able to answer those questions yeah. for you. He's got a bunch of resources. Yeah. So, again, it goes back to empowering, yeah. like, other mm-hmm. people because I don't oh, always yeah. have the answers. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And so, being a matchmaker sometimes yes. and connecting oh, yeah. people. Right. So. And, Kevin, you made me think really quickly just, like, about um, and well, all of us, really. But you make when people. <laughs> when, when, people, when people are seeking out help and how hard it is to ask help, I, I get a lot of, like, start, like, many conversations to start with. You're going to think I'm stupid or mm-hmm. I, I, you well, think I don't know yeah. anything. And, like, the reality is I'm so thrilled that someone else doesn't know the same thing yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that's a misconception, too, like you just mentioned, yeah. that, that we don't know everything. Mm-mm. But we are really highly resourced, and so we have the ability mm-hmm. to find out any thing that you want to know probably yeah. right. and so um, I think the advice I would give is not to presume that your question is a crazy question because that's a lot of like mm-hmm. I hear that a lot it's mm-hmm. like you're gonna think this is crazy but I don't know x and so right. um, just empower yourself to like that asking for help is like a strength that's a right. that's a growth opportunity not like a, a place of right. um, you know weakness. weakness it makes us better sure. better together we're better together Oh, guys. All right. Well, next time we're going to have a lot of people. We're going to have to have some people on the show. <laughs> yes, we are. Who should we talk to, you think? It's like bringing in some teachers. We need and some teachers. We need some other tech coaches. Yeah. We have, to come we up have a topic yet for next week. Hmm. Next, I mean, I don't mean next week because I don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> for, for episode two? For episode two. For we episode don't know. Two, so we'll, we'll have to think we'll on like, what is the most pressing thing that's going on yeah. in town. Right, for us Definitely. to talk about. But. be totally different in a couple of weeks when there's actually teachers in yeah. our building. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little more stress, maybe a little uh-huh. stuff to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Stay tuned. Together, That's we'll right. be better. That's Excellent. right. Excellent. You're yeah. exactly right. Now no one's got an intro. No one, no one can well, figure guys, out. Well, don't you think Frozen 2 was better than Frozen 1? <laughs> I do not. I think Frozen 1, although, granted, I've seen Frozen 1 probably 75 <laughs> times. Yes. I've only seen Frozen 2 twice. Okay. So, but Frozen 1... Better. You saw Frozen 2 twice? Wow. Yeah, we saw it. Being the great parent and educator that I am, uh, we took the day off of school, uh, and I took my kids out of school early oh. so that we could go Aww. and see the very first showing That's of awesome. Frozen 2. And then you saw it again? And then we saw it that weekend. My kids would time. like to see it again. 
Okay, so I like Frozen 2 because it was the first time I took my daughter to a movie. Aww. So I have this like connection to Frozen 2, whereas Frozen 1, we've played it a million times in our house. I'm kind of over it. I yeah. think Elsa's on my nerves from that one. But I do love Frozen 2, and I just love the messaging. Like I said, I like I love the, I thought the whole line and um, the theme was really about self-preservation, like mm-hmm. learning how to take care of yourself and knowing that you can do this and take you the next right step. That's one of the songs. Yeah. Speaking of that, it's 2020. <laughs> it's a new year, right? Um, I don't know about you guys, but like I loved winter break. We had two weeks off. I did no work. I just focused on being at home with my family and I needed that really, really badly. And so it's like, I'm back here and you know, it's, it's crazy. Like Saturday, Sunday before getting back to school, like all the things start coming back in my head that I have to get done for work. I look at my to-do list and like, oh man, it starts to creep up. Like all the things that we have to get done and I start to think about what am I going to accomplish this year? Like, what am I going to do differently now in 2020 that I did in 2019 so that I can help maintain that work-life balance? Because I think that's really important. Um, and I don't know the answer to that, but at yeah. least I feel like I have a clear mind and, you know, where am I going to focus? I feel like personally I always think that I'm not doing enough or I'm missing out on something because our jobs are so big and there's so many things we could be doing. And I don't know. If it's I, almost my debilitating sometimes. Um, it's one of those things where you have so much that you could do that you almost can't do anything. You yes. know, it, it can paralyze you to a point. And um, I definitely feel like you know this is not a new thing in 2020. It existed in 2019 right. and 2018 and all the things. <laughs> but um, I think we we kind of begin our our time today just when we were getting together because we're all better together of course um um, would be like that was kind of like this this honest truth around finding balance like how do you stay motivated and um in the game when we have all kinds of pools not even just like work pools but you have your personal everyone has personal things that are going on and their families and their friends and everybody's got you know maybe there's a health issue here and there there's just like there's always seems to be something so like how do you find a balance and enough balance that you're successful to your standards sometimes less about what other people would even value you know other people might say you're doing a great job and that statement is so reassuring in some ways and then in many ways it holds no weight because if you don't feel like you're doing a great job you know it, it, it becomes kind of a self a need to really like look inward and decide what works and what's working best for you so what what are you guys kind of focused on going into the rest of this school year as far as like supporting teachers do you have any other like ideas or plans or things that maybe you've thought about and we're going to try to work into the end of the year or maybe even to next school year as far as like job related and supporting your school and supporting your staff well, it's interesting. I'm just going to jump in really quick. Um, we had this little bit of conversation earlier, Nathan, before you were here, but um, how I find myself, I was really excited about the fact that I had to put together a calendar for testing. Um, and that really doesn't align too much with like making progress with 
um, supporting teachers in personalized learning and you know growing all our portrait graduate attributes but it felt really good to like do something that was like concrete and like a task that I could like check off and so um, I'm finding myself right now I think coming back into the work there's a lot of things that I have like coming up that I hopefully want to do with teachers and it's still kind of like a mission but it's so easy to find those things that are like oh my gosh let's just do this and it feels so good yeah. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. but oh, I'm with you but those things are important too I feel like getting the the testing right is sort of like that it's like brushing your teeth yeah. no one looks oh my gosh I really my mission in life is to brush my teeth <laughs> but if it, if it falls apart then you're everything else yeah. you're right. like falls apart. nobody wants a root canal you're right no one needs a root canal so what you're saying is sometimes it's like the the mundane tasks or the things that might even be simple and um, that can make a huge impact that you don't even see all the like right away Right. It, it's it's a don't. mundane task, but it's also a task yeah. that sort of is a good fit for your like your job description sure. and the overall view you get of the school. It's not like someone said, "Oh, you know what? Someone really needs to take an extra bus duty," and you're taking five extra bus duties right. every you know. It's the, a good match. It's like a good match, and it has impact. Strategic in your and yeah. yeah. Yeah, when, I mean, I remember doing this recently where we had the list, like, what are the things we do that, you know, take up a lot of time yeah. and have high impact, mm, or the yeah, things yeah. we do that, you know, take up little time and have low impact, or high, take a lot of time and have low impact, right. and sometimes there are those things, and thinking about, like, the testing schedule, mm -hmm. for example, or even just, like, communication with the community when you do, like, news you choose, like, what, how much impact does that have? And that's where it's hard in our jobs is yeah. feeling as though you have made that bigger impact and not knowing mm -hmm. if you have or not. Yeah. Um, and I think we all tend to be critical of ourselves. And yeah. maybe I'm, speak I'm speaking for myself, but I think that, you know, we can look at ourselves and say, oh, I really wish I was making more of an impact. You know, I, I think they should probably just hire us as basically, like, are you critical of yourself? Yes. yes. You get the job. Yeah. <laughs> are you harder on yourself than other people are on you? Yes. You're up for the test. Absolutely. I don't know. No, but that's that, that's a good point. That's something that I've always struggled with is that um, am I really making an impact? Because you, you put a lot of stuff yeah. out there or you go and you help a teacher or you do some sort of a training, but mm -hmm. you never really get any feedback mm -hmm. from any of it. So you don't know what the next steps were of that. Did they take that anywhere? Mm -hmm. Was that actually useful? Or was it just something that was put out in the universe and then just disappeared and you yeah. never, you know, it never transitioned in anything. Right. So yeah, that's that's definitely a struggle that I think. I kind of wish Pam was here because Pam, um, Pam and I have been talking, Pam is um, working on like getting her her degree in admin and one of the things she's doing is trying to say that having students lead PD for teachers actually encourages teachers to use whatever they learn more in the PD so. more. And so I've kind of taken a little bit of that and brought that to the elementary level. And so, so far this year, we've done two different, um, what we call tech chats, which is where kids are leading PD for teachers. And our plan is to continue with that. And I had this like revelation like, okay, but I haven't done the PD for teachers but the kids are doing it. And then, yeah. so I'm like, oh, I, maybe I should be doing more PD. But I think, look, like, if we can reflect on that, I do feel as though having the students lead it, I think that gets 
teachers want to hear from students, you know, to see, yeah. hear, that's really cool. Yeah, that's more meaningful. To hear from a student, to come and hear how this tool or the strategy might be helpful for them. So again, I'm going back to me being critical of myself, and it's like, but I have provided something for them. It just might look different than it has in the past. Yeah. And how do I, you know, one, one thing, again, to go back to Pam, one thing that she is doing is then asking her teachers at the end of the year when she does all these student-led PDs is, did they get, did they use that tool or strategy in their classroom to find out, like, I put all this out there, was, were you more likely to use it because you learned about it from a student versus, you know. Just the traditional means of yes. professional development. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. So, that's interesting. You know, it's interesting because I feel like this position itself, you don't get a lot of direct feedback around, um, I mean, you certainly have to seek the feedback, but it's not regular by any stretch. Like, yeah. it's not like, um, like a teacher who's in front of a class, like it either went really well or it went really yeah. south, and you kind of know it immediately, and then you can kind of reframe and do it differently. Um, and then for us, that can be like an extended period of time. Like you know, even if you talk, even if it's just talking with a teacher, it may take another three weeks before you know even like either what happened or how it went. You know, like there's all diff there, there's a I think it's a longer stretch of time. Is it? Does anybody have, and I hope, we'll probably all be like, oops, nobody's got an idea, I don't know. Um, but what about strategies for, like, maintaining, I guess it's, it's about kind of like maintaining energy, but like, what are some strategies that we might be able to try that would give us more consistent feedback um, or time for reflection? To maybe even just say, you know, we've talked about reflection a lot, actually. Yes. Um, but, like, I don't know exactly what I'm asking. But, like, simply, how can we kind of sustain ourselves between those long hauls of knowing what we're doing is making an impact? Because I do have those moments where I feel, like, super impactful. Mm -hmm. um, we had, to, at a staff meeting the other day, we had to look at these pictures and decide which one represented us. And I was, like, immediately drawn to this one with tons of waves. Because I feel like in any given moment, there's a day where I'm, like, riding high. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm doing awesome. <laughs> and then the very next second, I'm like, and then I'm, like, drowning. Like, I can't find anything. And I'm like, oh, you know, take me now. Um, so, like, it's just a very, it's a very interesting ride being in, in this position. And um, and the waves look different every day. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just a, and I don't always have, I guess, the strategy to sustain those periods or those times. So are you asking what, because I thought I heard two different questions. Are you asking how do we sort of get feedback on what's going on and how we're progressing? Or are you talking about how do we sort of like, it's a lot of feast and famine sometimes in our job where it's like, feels great we're doing everything which like we in theory we love that we think we're supposed to be doing and sometimes it's like hey you know it's a, a fun job that you should do newsletters <laughs> <laughs> right you like newsletters right i do love a newsletter <laughs> here do this newsletter so are you and feeling about, good about that right. yeah so which what sort of direction are mm. you thinking <laughs> well maybe both kevin i don't know um i feel like it is a combination of finding the finding the good in some of those things like mm -hmm. newsletters mm -hmm. like and and recognizing that you're being asked to do something and you have a talent that mm -hmm. you know like in, instead of feeling like distraught maybe feeling honored I don't know yeah. um, maybe that's part of it but then also it definitely is still the other piece around like how do I get feedback 
And, and it's so funny because the minute I said that, one of the questions I have is like, do I even like other people's feedback? Like sometimes it's like, I don't even trust what someone else says as much as I trust what I like observe and see. So I'm just, I'm, I don't know. Well, I think with the, the feedback part, I know that's something I'm doing because we're both in the situation. We're both doing like the newsletter and I think the web page. And so I was at a, a conference for people who were in charge of the school web page. And another Espen and I sort of like sat and we chatted and we're sort of accountability partners with each other now. And every month we email each other back and forth. Mm-hmm. And we just say, we have two questions that we have to like ask each other and then answer. What did you do this month that you're sort of proud of making it better? And what is your plan for next month? Mm-hmm. So at the very least we have this accountability that in the long run, over time, hopefully we can just sort of keep each other honest. So even just having a connection with yeah. like another person. And I, I think like that, that idea. I think that we can do that here too in our group. You know what I mean? We always start out our meetings with like a little check in on how how is it going and you know, maybe our maybe our check in has to be like, what is something that you're really proud of that you've done? You right. know, because I think sometimes it's you don't necessarily want to toot your own horn, but at the same time when you hear other people tooting their horn, you're like, That's a good idea. Maybe I could take some of that and try that. Um, Another thing I was thinking, and I don't know if this is a strategy, but um, I think in the beginning of this school year, and I said this to my administration, like I want to focus on certain things. Like there's so many things out there, and I want to make sure that I stay focused on the tech squad at my school is really important to me. It takes up a lot of my time, but I think it's very valuable for a lot of reasons. And I also am very passionate about PBL, and I feel as though I have not done a good enough job of spreading that at my school. And so I said, those are the two things I want to focus on, and I want to be able to say no to other things. And my principal said, when can you say, what can? What are you going to say no to? And I was like, I don't know yet, because I'm really <laughs> bad at saying no. Yeah. But I have brought up a number of times, I've kept coming back to that, and I'll say, well, remember, I really want to focus on PBL, and remember, I really think we should, da-da. so we were planning out like what we're going to be doing with our teams in the next few months. And I said, I really want to have like PD around PBL. I want time to sit with teams. I want time to plan a PBL with them. Anyway, that's what we're doing for like the month of February. Right. So I nice. stuck to my focus yeah. and I didn't like, yeah, there's all the, all the other things that come in, right? Scheduling, creating resources for certain things. I mean, so many things, but I kept saying, no, but number, this is what I'm going to focus on. Right. So and, yeah, basically you set a goal for yourself yes. at the beginning of the year and you're just now making sure that that's always been in the forefront. Why does it always have to be a goal? We have to set goals. Like, this is all about life. But, like, I feel like this this is overarching in everything we do, right? But it's the truth. Like, you have to set a purpose, have a plan, and move forward. I also didn't set the goal and put it in my, like, Goal setting thing for my evaluation. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it was not. Right, it was not a, sure. a goal that I felt like I had Normal. to set because somebody was forcing me to do it. Was it was a personal thing. It's yeah. something I want to yeah, improve yeah. on and yeah. I want to do. And yes, I'm sure I can measure it if I need to measure it or whatnot. But sure. that's you know what I mean. Yeah. I think that's hard. Sometimes we're so t- t- in this like tight box of you need to have your goal setting here and it has to be measurable. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying right. there's anything wrong with that. Right. But, but if you want the incentive, well, I think it's helpful to have that all aligned. Yeah. That's certainly a positive thing. Yeah. You're right. Oh, and then there's always snow days. Those are helpful. Oh, thank yeah, goodness thank for snow goodness. days. I mean, we're one week into school. We've already had one, one and a half, yeah, yeah, really. That's awesome. So that's what's going to get us through, right? Well, and speaking of, of newsletters, kind of going back a little bit, I I tried something. I've being at a new school, I've tried just to throw out a bunch of things just to see what would stick with staff and um, what kind of 
falls off and, and what kind of moves forward. And um, I had a conversation with Michael Green a number of months ago, and we were talking about like, you know, how do you reach teachers? How do you uh, have an impact if you can't like get to all of them? Like, how are different ways? And you know, we talked about most experts do some sort of a newsletter or they'll email something out or a tech tip of the week right. or whatever. And uh, we kind of were going back and forth, and, and I know I, I know he shared this on the Google Plus community, like the potty training mm -hmm. thing. And so we we were talking about that, and so I was like, ah, oh, you know what? That's a great idea. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that in my school. And so I tried it in November. I was like, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm gonna, and if something comes of it, great. And if nothing, then whatever. I'm just gonna move on. And that. And I totally expected it was going to be a bomb. Nobody's ever going to say anything to me. I would never hear anything about it again. The next day, I walked through, well, not even the next day. I think it was like a couple hours later. I'm at my desk, and somebody walks in, and they're just like laughing hysterically. And they're like, you're the potty man. <laughs> <laughs> you created the potty. And they're like, this is the greatest thing that I've ever seen. Like, mm -hmm. now I can sit there and I can get some <laughs> knowledge. Is this like toilet tip? Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I just have like a little one, right. one yes. pager with just a bunch of little small stuff. And uh, I completely expected it to bomb. But that is, so I, I'll, I do it now twice a, twice a month because there's so many bathrooms. Uh, that's it's awesome to do it twice. Well, it's better um, than I just be reading the same poster over yeah. and over again. So yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that so something like that could be that impactful. And, and every time I put something new up, I immediately get tons of feedback from people in the hallway as I'm walking down, or emails I'll get. Hey, I really love this tip. Or hey, can you uh, schedule time with me? I'd like to learn more about mm. this. So something I completely didn't expect. To work yeah, it did. Is well, and I guess you're also in the, in that way. Like, if you think about it, you're kind of setting yourself up for regular feedback in some ways by yeah. like providing that. Mm -hmm. Because you're, you know, you're putting something out there regularly, so you're getting yeah. what's what are people like latching on to. Well, yeah. well what, what's funny about that is is I also do periodically. I'll send out an email with tech tips and mm -hmm. stuff too. Do not get any feedback mm -hmm. from that yeah, whatsoever. I don't so, like, yeah. I never know if it's impactful. I feel or not. super good about it, but I don't get the yeah, feedback. No, yes. I, I, I it's one of those things I can't decide if I love it or other people yeah. love it. But so, for the fact that something posted in a bathroom gets it's that much feedback, too. whereas something that I email out doesn't. I mean, I don't know what that speaks to. If it's there's so much distraction on their device already mm -hmm. that now that they're in a like a quiet space, space where they're by yeah. themselves. And they have this to look at that they're more likely to look at it and take it in. But. So I, it's funny that you say that because I was just having this conversation about my tech, my tip, my tech tips that I only we now send out on Friday. It includes tech tips from or tips from my reading teacher, from my AART, from my counselors, mm -hmm. my principals, and me, all in one big thing. So it's just one thing to read. And I cannot tell you how many times somebody has said something, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was in tech tips, and they're like, oh yeah, like, and, and I know they don't necessarily read it, but then if somebody were to send me an email and say, you or have, wanted, to have a question, I could say, oh yeah, that was in tech tips here, slide seven, look at this. So yeah. I like having that, but at my old school, I used to do toilet tips, and I remember being in my interview. That's and something that's been around them. for like ages, it has, right? It has. But and, and <laughs> I haven't thought about bringing that back. That's I like know, but but this is making me feel because like okay, in my interview when I interviewed at my old school, they literally laughed at me 
I said, I do these things called toilet tips, and they all were like really uncomfortably giggling, like, what? And I'm like, but it's really great because I put things out there and like people read them. Yeah, yeah, I do like that too. But one of the teachers came, like, after, he's like, are you, you're the one that puts those things in the bathroom? That's genius. Yeah. And I remember being like, yeah, totally. And I stopped doing that. I don't do it anymore now. I send it out via, you know, on, yeah. on the computer, but I feel like you're right. Like, we send, there's so much stuff on the computer. There's so many things, emails they get. There's so many things they read. I feel like I went forward, but I didn't. I need to go back. Huh. Well, this has me go. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will start some potty training at my school. <laughs> it might also be the fact that it's a not a typical way of getting information. Yes. Because it's usually sent electronically. Right. That by doing it with a physical newsletter, yeah. I think, especially in a place they're not used to, I think it gives gives them a unique like oh aha moment or, yeah. yeah and it's you know i think Has anyone done like tech tips for students in the bathroom <laughs> that, that would probably be bad though because then they would be like in the bathroom they get in trouble because they stay too long <laughs> reading about how to organize their google drive that might like, work, i don't know that might work for elementary i don't, I don't know. know like actually i don't i remember when i, I taught know. first grade i had like a poster in the bathroom we had a bathroom in our room and i had a poster with like I don't even know how many species of penguins there are. Like, I'm not even sure species is the right word. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All the different kinds of penguins. And, like, my kids would just be in there oh, forever. <laughs> like, hanging out, looking at all the penguins. Like, I had that and all kinds of things. It was like a hangout. I was like, okay. So maybe that's not the right choice. But who knows? So you know what's better together? Trainings and potties. <laughs> Trainings and potties. There you go. Gosh, this whole podcast took a turn. I wasn't up. Didn't think that. But I feel Love inspired. It. I do, too. So there you have it. To go out and do something different. Yep. All right. Well, there's the try. <laughs> I am now. I am now okay. recording. And now no one's got an intro. <laughs> no, one, no one can well, figure out. Guys, don't you think Frozen 2 was better than Frozen 1? I do not. I think Frozen 1, although, granted, I've seen Frozen 1 probably 75 <laughs> times. Yes. I've only seen Frozen 2 twice. Okay. So, but Frozen 1... Better. You saw Frozen 2 twice? Wow. Yeah, we saw it. Being the great parent and educator that I am, uh, we took the day off of school, uh, and I took my kids out of school early, oh. so that we could go Aww. and see the very first showing That's of awesome. Frozen 2. And then you saw it again? And then we saw it that weekend. My kids would time. like to see it again. Uh, yeah. I liked, okay, so I like Frozen 2 because it was the first time I took my daughter to a movie. Aww. So I have this, like, connection to Frozen 2, whereas Frozen 1, we've played it a million times in our house, so I'm kind of over it. Yeah. I yeah. think Elsa's on my nerves from that one. But I do love Frozen 2, and I just love the messaging. Like I said, I, like, I love the, I thought the whole line and um, the theme was really about self preservation like mm -hmm. learning how to take care of yourself and knowing that you can do this and taking the next right step that's one of the songs yeah speaking of that it's 2020 <laughs> it's a new year right um i don't know about you guys but like i love winter break we had two weeks off i did no work i just focused on being at home with my family and i needed that really really badly and so it's like I'm back here, and you know it's, it's crazy. Like Saturday, Sunday before getting back to school, like all the things start coming back in my head that I have to get done for work. I look at my to-do list, and like, oh man, it starts to creep up. Like all the things that we have to get done, 
and I start to think about what am I going to accomplish this year? Like, what am I going to do differently now in 2020 that I did in 2019 so that I can help maintain that work-life balance because I think that's really important. Um, and I don't know the answer to that, but at yeah. least I feel like I have a clear mind and, you know, where am I going to focus? I feel like personally I always think that I'm not doing enough or I'm missing out on something because our jobs are so big and there's so many things we could be doing yeah. and I don't know if It's I, almost my debilitating sometimes. Um, it's one of those things where you have so much that you could do that you almost can't do anything. You yes. know, it, it can paralyze you to a point and um, I definitely feel like you know, this is not a new thing in 2020. It existed in 2019 right. and 2018 and all the things. But um, I think we, we kind of began our, our time today just when we were getting together, because we're all better together, of course, um, <laughs> of um, course. would be like, that was kind of like this, this honest truth around finding balance. Like, how do you stay motivated and um, in the game? when we have all kinds of pools, not even just like work pools, but you have your personal, everyone has personal things that are going on and their families and their friends and everybody's got, you know, maybe there's a health issue here and there. There's just like, there's always seems to be something. So like, how do you find a balance and enough balance that you're successful to your standards sometimes? Less about what other people would even value. You know, other people might say, you're doing a great job. And that statement is so reassuring in some ways and then in many ways it holds no weight because if you don't feel like you're doing a great job you know it, it, it becomes kind of a self a need to really like look inward and decide what works and what's working best for you so uh. what what are you guys kind of focused on going into the rest of this school year as far as like supporting teachers do you have any other like ideas or plans or things that maybe you've thought about and we're going to try to work into the end of the year or maybe even to next school year as far as like job related and supporting your school and supporting your staff well it's interesting i'm just going to jump in really quick um we had this a little bit of conversation earlier nathan before you were here but um how I find myself, I was really excited about the fact that I had to put together a calendar for testing. Um, and that really doesn't align too much with like making progress, with um, supporting teachers in personalized learning and, you know, growing all our portrait graduate attributes. But it felt really good to like do something that was like concrete and like a task that I could like check off. And so, um, I'm finding myself right now, I think coming back into the work, there's a lot of things that I have like coming up that I hopefully want to do with teachers and it's still kind of like a mission, but it's so easy to find those things that are like, oh my gosh, let's just do this and it feels so good, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but. Oh, I'm with you. But those things are important too. I feel sure. like getting the, the testing right is sort of like that, it's like brushing your teeth. Yeah. No one looks, oh my gosh, I really, my mission in life is to brush my teeth. <laughs> but if it, if it falls apart, <laughs> then you're everything else. Yeah. You're right, you need like a root canal. Apart. Nobody wants a root you're canal. You're right. No one needs a root canal. So what you're saying is sometimes it's like the, the mundane tasks or the things that might even be simple and um, that can make a huge impact that you don't even see all the, like right away. Right. It, it's it's a mundane task, but it's also a task that sort of is a good fit for your 
like your job description sure. and the overall view you get of the school. It's not like someone said, oh, you know what, someone really needs to take an extra bus duty, and you're taking five extra bus duties right. every, you know. It's the, a good match. It's like, a good match, and it has impact strategic in your Strategic and, yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, when, I mean, I remember doing this recently where we had to list, like, what are the things we do that, you know, take up a lot of time oh, yeah. and have high impact, mm, or the yeah, things yeah. we do that, you know, take up little time and have low impact, or high, take a lot of time and have low impact, right. and sometimes there are those things, and thinking about like the testing schedule, mm -hmm. for example, or even just like communication with the community when you do like news, you choose like what, how much impact does that have? And that's where it's hard in our jobs is yeah. feeling as though you have made that bigger impact and not knowing mm -hmm. if you have or not. Yeah. Um, and I think we also have to be critical of ourselves. And yeah. maybe I'm, spe I'm speaking for myself, but I think that, you know, we can look at ourselves and say, oh, I really wish I was making more of an impact. You know, I, I think they should probably just hire us as basically, like, are you critical of yourself? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You get the job. Yeah. <laughs> are you harder on yourself than other people are on you? Yes. You're up for the test. Absolutely. I don't know. No, but that's that, that's a good point. That's something that I've always struggled with is that um, am I really making an impact? Because you, you put a lot of stuff yeah. out there or <laughs> you go and you help a teacher or you do some sort of a training, but you never really get any feedback mm -hmm. from any of it. So you don't know what the next steps were of that. Did they take that anywhere? Mm -hmm. Was that actually useful? Mm -hmm. Or was it just something that was put out in the universe and then just disappeared and you yeah. never, you know, it never transitioned in anything. Right. So yeah, that's that's definitely a struggle that I think. I kind of wish Pam was here because Pam, um, Pam and I have been talking, Pam is um, working on like getting her her degree in admin, and one of the things she's doing is trying to say that having students lead PD for teachers actually encourages teachers to use whatever they learn more in the PD so. more. And so I've kind of taken a little bit of that and brought that to the elementary level. And so, so far this year, we've done two different, um, what we call tech chats, which is where kids are leading PD for teachers. And our plan is to continue with that. And I had this like revelation, like, okay, but I haven't done the PD for teachers but the kids are doing it. And then, yeah. so I'm like, oh, I, maybe I should be doing more PD. But I think, look, like if we can reflect on that, I do feel as though having the students lead it, I think that gets, teachers want to hear from students, you know, to see, yeah. hear, that's really cool. Yeah, that's more me. To hear from a student, to come and hear how this tool or the strategy might be helpful for them. So again, I'm going back to me being critical of myself. And it's like, but I have provided something for them. It just might look different than it has in the past. Yeah. And how do I, you know, one, one thing, again, to go back to Pam, one thing that she is doing is then asking her teachers at the end of the year when she does all these student-led PDs is, did they get, did they use that tool or strategy in their classroom to find out, like, I put all this out there, was, were you more likely to use it because you learned about it from a student versus, you know. Just the traditional means of yes. professional development. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. So, that's interesting. You know, it's interesting because I feel like this position itself, you don't get a lot of direct feedback around, um, I mean, you certainly have to seek the feedback, but it's not regular by any stretch. Like, yeah. it's not like um, like a teacher who's in front of a class, like, it either went really well or it went really yeah. south, and you kind of know it immediately, and then you can kind of reframe and do it differently. Um, and then for us, that can be, like, an extended period of time. Like, you know, even if you talk, even if it's just talking with a teacher, it may take another three weeks before you know even, like, either what happened or how it went you know like there's all yeah. there, there's a I think it's a longer stretch of time does it 
Does anybody have, and I hope, we'll probably all be like, oops, nobody's got an idea, I don't know. <laughs> um, but what about strategies for, like, maintaining, I guess it's, it's about kind of like maintaining energy, but like, what are some strategies that we might be able to try that would give us more consistent feedback um, or time for reflection to maybe even just say, you know, we've talked about reflection a lot, actually. Yes. Um, but, like, I don't know exactly what I'm asking, but, like, a simply, how can we kind of sustain ourselves between those long hauls of knowing what we're doing is making an impact? Because I do have those moments where I feel, like, super impactful. Mm -hmm. um, we had, to, at a staff meeting the other day, we had to look at these pictures and decide which one represented us, and I was, like, immediately drawn to this one with tons of waves. Because I feel like in any given moment, there's a day where I'm, like, riding high. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm doing awesome. <laughs> and then the very next second, I'm like, and then I'm, like, drowning. Like, I can't find anything. I'm like, oh, you know, take me now. Um, so, like, it's just a very, it's a very interesting ride being in, in this position. And um, and the waves look different every day. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just a, and I don't always have, I guess, the strategy to sustain those periods or those times. So are you asking what, because I thought I heard two different questions. Are you asking how do we sort of get feedback on what's going on and how we're progressing? Or are you talking about how do we sort of like, it's a lot of feast and famine sometimes in our job where it's like, feels great, we're doing everything which like we in theory we love that we think we're supposed to be doing. And sometimes it's like, hey, you know what's a, a fun job that you should do? Newsletters. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You like newsletters, right? I do love a newsletter. <laughs> Here, do this newsletter. So are you and feeling about, good about that. Right. Yeah. So which what sort of direction are you mm. thinking? Well, maybe both, Kevin. I don't know. Um, I feel like it is a combination of finding the finding the good in some of those things, like mm -hmm. newsletters, mm -hmm. like and and recognizing that you're being asked to do something and you have a talent that. You know, like, in, instead of feeling, like, distraught, maybe feeling honored. I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe that's part of it. But then also, it definitely is still the other piece around, like, how do I get feedback? And and it's so funny because the minute I said that, one of the questions I have is, like, do I even like other people's feedback? Like, sometimes it's, like, I don't even trust what someone else says as much as I trust what mm -hmm. I, like, observe and see. So I'm just, I'm, I don't know. Well, I think with the feedback part, I know that's something I'm doing because we're both in this situation. We're both doing like the newsletter and I think the web page. And so I was at a, a conference for people who were in charge of the school web page. And another ESPN and I sort of like sat and we chatted and we're sort of accountability partners with each other now. And every month we email each other back and forth. Mm -hmm. And we just say, we have two questions that we have to like ask each other and then answer. What did you do this month that you're sort of proud of making it better? And what is your plan for next month? Mm -hmm. So at the very least, we have this accountability that in the long run, over time, mm -hmm. hopefully we can just sort of keep each other honest. Mm -hmm. you know? So even just having a connection with yeah. like another person. And I, I, think like that, that idea. I think that we can do that here too in our group. You know what I mean? We always start out our meetings with like a little check-in on how, how is it going? And you know, maybe our, maybe our check-in has to be like, what is something that you're really proud of that you've done? You right. know, because... I think sometimes it's you don't necessarily want to toot your own horn, but at the same time, when you hear other people tooting their horn, you're like, that's a good idea. Maybe I could take some of that and try that. Um, 
Another thing I was thinking, and I don't know if this is a strategy, but um, I think in the beginning of this school year, and I said this to my administration, like I want to focus on certain things. Like there's so many things out there, and I want to make sure that I stay focused on the tech squad at my school is really important to me. It takes up a lot of my time, but I think it's very valuable for a lot of reasons. And I also am very passionate about PBL, and I feel as though I have not done a good enough job of spreading that at my school. And so I said, those are the two things I want to focus on, and I want to be able to say no to other things. And my principal said, when can you say, what, can, what are you going to say no to? And I was like, I don't know yet, because I'm <laughs> really bad at saying no. Yeah. But I have brought up a number of times, I've kept coming back to that, and I'll say, well, remember, I really want to focus on PBL, and remember, I really think we should, da-da-da. so we are planning out like what we're going to be doing with our teams in the next few months, and I said, I really want to have like PD around PBL, I want time to sit with teams, I want time to plan a PBL with them, anyway, that's what we're doing for like the month of February, right. so I nice. stuck to my focus, yeah. and I didn't like... Yeah, there are the, all, the, all the other things that come in, right? Scheduling, creating resources for certain things, I mean, so many things, but I kept saying, you know, but number, this is what I'm going to focus on. Right. So, and, yeah, basically you set a goal for yourself yes. at the beginning of the year, and you're just now making sure that that's always been in the forefront. Why does it always have to be a goal? We have yeah. to set goals. Yeah. Like, this is all about <laughs> life. I'm like, I feel like this, like, this yes. is overarching in everything we do, right? right? But it's the truth. Like. You have to set a purpose, yeah. mm -hmm. and have a plan, and move forward. Yeah. I also set the goal <laughs> and put it in my like goal setting thing for my evaluation. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it was not. Right, it was not a, sure. a goal that I felt like I had Normal. to set because somebody was forcing me to do it. Was it was a personal thing. It's yeah. something I want to yeah, improve yeah. on, and mm -hmm. I want to do. And yes, I'm sure I can measure it if I need to measure it or whatnot. But sure. that's you know what I mean. Yeah. I think that's hard. Sometimes we're so t t in this like tight box that you need to have your goal sitting here, and it has to be measurable. Yeah. And, da -da -da. and I'm not saying right. there's anything wrong with that. But if you want the incentive, well, I think it's helpful to have that all aligned. Yeah. That's certainly a positive thing. Yeah. Right. Mm. So. Oh, and then there's always snow days. Those are helpful. Oh, but, thank yeah, goodness thank for goodness. snow days. I mean, we're one week into school. We've already had one, one and a half, yeah. really. That's awesome. So that's what's going to get us through, right? Well, and speaking of, of newsletters, kind of going back a little bit, I've, I tried something I've being at a new school, I've tried just to throw out a bunch of things just to see what would stick with staff and um, what kind of falls off and, and what kind of moves forward. And um, I had a conversation with Michael Green a number of months ago, and we were talking about like, you know, how do you reach teachers? How do you uh, have an impact if you can't like get to all of them? Like, how are different ways? And you know, we talked about most experts do some sort of a newsletter or they'll email something out or a tech tip of the week right. or whatever and uh, we kind of were going back and forth and, and I know I, I know he shared this on the Google Plus community like the potty training mm -hmm. thing and so we we were talking about that and so I was like ah you know what that's a great idea you know I'm gonna I'm gonna try that in my school and so I tried it in November I was like I'm just gonna put it out there I'm gonna, and if something comes of it great and if nothing then whatever I'm just gonna move on and that and I totally expected it was going to be a bomb. Nobody's ever going to say anything to me. I would never hear anything about it again. The next day, I walked through, well, not even the next day. I think it was like a couple hours later. I'm at my desk, and somebody walks in, and they're just like laughing hysterically. And they're like, you're the potty man. <laughs> <laughs> you created the potty. And they're like, this is the greatest thing that I've ever uh -huh. seen. Like, uh -huh. now I can sit there and I can get some <laughs> knowledge. like from... toilet tip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. So I, I just have like a little one, right. one yes. pager with just a bunch of little small stuff. And uh, 
I completely expected it to bomb, but that is, so I, I'll, I do it now twice a, twice a month because there's so many bathrooms at, at my school. <laughs> uh, that's awesome to do it twice. But, well, it's better um, than, I just keep reading the same poster over yeah. and over again. So yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so something like that could be that impactful. And, and every time I put something new up, I immediately get tons of feedback from people in the hallway as I'm walking down, or emails I'll get, hey, I really love this tip, or hey, can you uh, schedule time with me? I'd like to learn more about this. So something I completely didn't expect to work. Yeah, it did. Is well, and I guess you're also in, the, in that way, like if you think about it, you're kind of setting yourself up for regular feedback in some ways by like, yeah. providing that. Mm -hmm. Because you're, you know, you're putting something out there regularly, so you're getting, yeah. what's, what are people like, latching on to. Well, yeah. well what, what's funny about that is is I also do periodically I'll send out an email with tech tips and mm -hmm. stuff too. Do not get any feedback mm -hmm. from that yeah, whatsoever. I don't either, so like yeah. I never know if it's impactful I feel or not. super good about it but I don't get any yeah, no, feedback. Yes. I, I, I it's one of those things I can't decide if I love it or other people yeah. love it. But so for the fact that something posted in a bathroom gets that much feedback whereas something that I email out doesn't I mean, I don't know what that speaks to. If it's there's so much distraction on their device already, mm -hmm. that now that they're in a like Confined a quiet space. space where they're by yeah. themselves and they have this to look at, that they're more likely to look at it and take it in. But so I, it's funny that you say that because I was just having this conversation about my tech, my tip, my tech tips that I only we now send out on Friday. It includes tech tips from or tips from my reading teacher, from my ART, from my counselors, mm -hmm. my principals, and me all in one big thing, so it's just one thing to read. And I cannot tell you how many times somebody has said something, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was in Tech Tips, and they're like, oh yeah, like, and, and I know, they don't necessarily read it, but then if somebody were to send me an email and say, you or have, wanna, to have a question, I could say, oh yeah, that was in Tech Tips, here, slide seven, look at this. So yeah. I like having that, but at my old school, I used to do toilet tips. And I remember being in my interview, That's and something that's been around them. for like ages, it has, right? It has. But and, and I haven't thought about bringing that back. That's I like know, but but this is making me feel because like okay, in my interview when I interviewed at my old school, they literally laughed at me. I said I do these things called toilet tips, and they all were like really uncomfortably giggling, like what? And I'm like, but it's really great because I put things out there and like people read them. Yeah, yeah, I do like that too. But one of the teachers came like after he's like, are you you're the one that puts those things in the bathroom? That's genius. Yeah. And I remember being like, yeah, totally. And I stopped doing that. I don't do it anymore now. I send it out via you know, on, yeah. on the computer, but I feel like you're right. Like, we send, there's so much stuff on the computer. There's so many things, emails they get. There's so many things they read. I feel like I went forward, but I didn't. I need to go back. Huh. Yeah. Well, this has me go. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will start some potty training at my school. <laughs> it might also be the fact that it's a not a typical way of getting information because yes. it's usually sent electronically right. that by doing it with a physical newsletter yeah. I think especially in a place they're not used to I think it gives gives them a unique like oh sure. aha moment or, yeah. Yeah. and it's you know I think Has anyone done like tech tips for students in the bathroom <laughs> that, that would probably be bad though because then they would be like in the bathroom they get in trouble they stay too long <laughs> reading about how to organize their google drive that might like, I work don't know. that might work for elementary i don't, I don't know. know like actually i don't i remember when i taught first grade i had like a poster in the bathroom we had a bathroom in our room and i had a poster with like i don't even know how many species of penguins there are like i'm not even sure species is the right word Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter 
all the different kinds of penguins, and like my kids would just be in there oh, forever, <laughs> like hanging out, looking at all the penguins. Like I had that and all kinds of things. It was like a hangout. And I was like, okay, so maybe that's not the right choice, but who knows? So you know what's better together? Trainings and potties. <laughs> Trainings and potties. There you go. <laughs> Gosh, this whole podcast took a turn I wasn't up to <laughs> But man. I feel Love inspired. It. I do, too. Yeah. So there you have it. To go out and do something different. Yep. All right. Well, there's the try. <laughs> I am now. I am now okay. recording. And now no one's got an intro. <laughs> no, one, no one can well, figure it out. Well, guys, do you think Frozen 2 was better than Frozen 1? <laughs> I do not. I think Frozen 1, although, granted... I've seen Frozen 1 probably 75 <laughs> times, yes. and I've only seen Frozen 2 twice. Okay. So the Frozen 1... You saw Frozen 2 twice? Wow. Yeah, we saw it. Being the great parent and educator that I am, uh, we took the day off of school, uh, and I took my kids out of school early oh. so that we could go Aww. and see the very first showing That's of awesome. Frozen 2. And then you saw it again? And then we saw it that weekend. My kids would time. like to see it again. Uh, yeah, I liked. Okay, so I like Frozen two because it was the first time I took my daughter to a movie. So I have this like connection to Frozen two, whereas Frozen one we played it a million times in our house. So I'm kind of over it. I think Elsa's on my nerves from that one, but I do love Frozen two, and I just love the messaging. Like I said, I like I love the. I thought the whole line and um, the theme was really about self preservation, like Mm -hmm. learning how to take care of yourself and knowing that you can do this and take you the next right step. That's one of the songs. Yeah. Speaking of that, it's 2020. <laughs> it's a new year, right? Um, I don't know about you guys, but like I love winter break. We had two weeks off. I did no work. I just focused on being at home with my family and I needed that really, really badly. And so it's like, I'm back here and you know, it's, it's crazy like Saturday, Sunday before getting back to school, like all the things start coming back in my head that I have to get done for work. I look at my to-do list and like, oh man, it starts to creep up. Like all the things that we have to get done and I start to think about what am I going to accomplish this year? Like what am I gonna do differently now in 2020 that I did in 2019 so that I can help maintain that work-life balance because I think that's really important. Um, and. I don't know the answer to that, but at yeah. least I feel like I have a clear mind and, you know, where am I going to focus? I feel like personally, I always think that I'm not doing enough or I'm missing out on something because our jobs are so big and there's so many things we could be doing yeah. and I don't know it's if It's almost I, debilitating are... sometimes. Um, it's one of those things where you have so much that you could do that you almost can't do anything. You yes. know, it, it can paralyze you to a point and um, I definitely feel like you know this is not a new thing in 2020 it existed in 2019 and 2018 and all the things but um, I think we kind of began our our time today just when we were getting together because we're all better together of course Um, (laughs) um, would be like that was kind of like this, this honest truth around finding balance like how do you stay motivated and um, in the game when we have all kinds of pools, not even just like work pools, but you have your personal, everyone has personal things that are going on and their families and their friends and everybody's got, you know, maybe there's a health issue here and there. There's just like, there's always seems to be something. So like how do you find a balance and enough balance that you're successful 
to your standards sometimes. Less about what other people would even value. You know, other people might say, you're doing a great job. And that statement is so reassuring in some ways. And then in many ways, it holds no weight. Because if you don't feel like you're doing a great job, you know, it, it, it becomes kind of a self, a need to really, like, look inward and decide what works and what's working best for you. So, um. what, what are you guys kind of focused on going into the rest of this school year as far as like supporting teachers? Do you have any other like ideas or plans or things that maybe you've thought about and we're going to try to work into the end of the year or maybe even to next school year as far as like job related and supporting your school and supporting your staff? Well, it's interesting. I'm just going to jump in really quick. Um, we had this little bit of conversation earlier, Nathan, before you were here, but um, how I find myself, I was really excited about the fact that I had to put together a calendar for testing. Um, and that really doesn't align too much with like making progress with um, supporting teachers in personalized learning and, you know, growing all our portrait graduate attributes. But it felt really good to like do something that was like concrete and like a task that I could like check off. And so, um, I'm finding myself right now, I think coming back into the work, there's a lot of things that I have like coming up that I hopefully want to do with teachers and it's still kind of like a mission, but it's so easy to find those things that are like, oh my gosh, let's just do this and it feels so good, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but. Oh, I'm with you. But those things are important too. I feel like getting the, the testing right is sort of like that, it's like brushing your teeth. No one looks, oh my gosh, I really, my mission in life is to brush my teeth. <laughs> but if it, if it falls apart, then you're, everything then else, you're right. like you need a root canal. Apart. Nobody wants a root you're canal. You're right. No one needs a root canal. So, what you're saying is sometimes it's like the, the mundane tasks or the things that might even be simple and um, that can make a huge impact that you don't even see all the, like right away. Right. It, it's it's a mundane task, but it's also a task yeah. that sort of is a good fit for your like your job description sure. and the overall view you get of the school. It's not like someone said, "Oh, you know what? Someone really needs to take an extra bus duty," and you're taking five extra bus duties right. every you know. It's the, a good match. It's like a good match, and it has impact. Strategic in your and yeah. yeah. Yeah, when, I mean, I remember doing this recently where we had to list, like, what are the things we do that, you know, take up a lot of time and have high impact, or the yeah, things yeah. we do that, you know, take up little time and have low impact, or high, take a lot of time and have low impact, right. and sometimes there are those things, and thinking about, like, the testing schedule, mm -hmm. for example, or even just, like, communication with the community when you do, like, news you choose, like, what, how much impact does that have, and that's where it's hard in our jobs is yeah. Feeling as though you have made that bigger impact and not knowing mm -hmm. if you have or not, yeah. um, and I think we all tend to be critical of ourselves. And yeah. maybe I'm, speak I'm speaking for myself, but I think that you know we can look at ourselves and say, oh, "I really wish I was making more of an impact." You know, I, I think they should probably just hire us. This basically, like, are you critical of yourself? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You get the job. Yeah. <laughs> are you harder on yourself than other people are on you? Yes. You're up for the task. Absolutely. I don't know. No, but that's. That, that's a good point. That's something that I've always struggled with is that um, am I really making an impact? Because you, you put a lot of stuff yeah. out there or you go and you help a teacher or you do some sort of a training, but you never really get any feedback mm -hmm. from any of it. So you don't know 
what the next steps were of that. Did they take that anywhere? Was that actually useful, or was it just something that was put out in the universe and then just disappeared and you yeah. never, you know, it never transitioned into anything? Right. So yeah, that's that's definitely a struggle that I think. I kind of wish Pam was here because Pam, um, Pam and I have been talking. Pam is um, working on like getting her her degree in admin, and one of the things she's doing is trying to say that having students lead PD for teachers actually encourages teachers to use whatever they learn more in the PD so. more. And so I've kind of taken a little bit of that and brought that to the elementary level. And so, so far this year, we've done two different, um, what we call tech chats, which is where kids are leading PD for teachers. And our plan is to continue with that. And I had this like revelation, like, okay, but I haven't done the PD for teachers, but the kids are doing it. And then, yeah. so I'm like, oh, I, maybe I should be doing more PD. But I think, look, like if we can reflect on that, I do feel as though having the students lead it, I think that gets, Teachers want to hear from students, you know, to see, yeah. hear, that's really cool. Yeah, that's more meaningful. To hear from a student, to come and hear how this tool or the strategy might be helpful for them. So again, I'm going back to me being critical of myself, and it's like, but I have provided something for them. It just might look different than it has in the past. Yeah. And how do I, you know, one, one thing, again, to go back to Pam, one thing that she is doing is then asking her teachers at the end of the year when she does all these student-led PDs is, did they get, did they use that tool or strategy in their classroom to find out, like, I put all this out there, was, were you more likely to use it because you learned about it from a student versus, you know. Just the traditional means of yes. professional development. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. So. That's interesting. You know, it's interesting because I feel like this position itself, you don't get a lot of direct feedback around, um, I mean, you certainly have to seek the feedback, but it's not regular by any stretch. Like, yeah. it's not like, um, like a teacher who's in front of a class, like it either went really well or it went really yeah. south, and you kind of know it immediately, and then you can kind of reframe and do it differently. Um, and then for us, that can be like an extended period of time. Like you know, even if you talk, even if it's just talking with a teacher, it may take another three weeks before you know even like either what happened or how it went. You know, like there's all diff there, there's a I think it's a longer stretch of time. Is it? Does anybody have, and I hope, we'll probably all be like, oops, nobody's got an idea, I don't know. Um, but what about strategies for, like, maintaining, I guess it's it's about kind of like maintaining energy, but like, what are some strategies that we might be able to try that would give us more consistent feedback um, or time for reflection to maybe even just say, you know, we've talked about reflection a lot, actually. Yes. Um, but, like, I don't know exactly what I'm asking, but, like, simply, how can we kind of sustain ourselves between those long hauls of knowing what we're doing is making an impact? Because I do have those moments where I feel, like, super impactful. Mm -hmm. um, we had, to, at a staff meeting the other day, we had to look at these pictures and decide which one represented us, and I was, like, immediately drawn to this one with tons of waves. Because I feel like in any given moment, there's a day where I'm, like, riding high. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm doing awesome. <laughs> and then the very next second, I'm like, and then I'm, like, drowning. Like, I can't find anything. I'm like, oh, you know, take me now. Um, so, like, it's just a very, it's a very interesting ride being in, in this position. And um, and the waves look different every day. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just a, and I don't always have, I guess, the strategy to sustain those periods or those times. So are you asking what, because I thought I heard two different questions. Are you asking how do we sort of get feedback on what's going on and how we're progressing, 
or are you talking about how do we sort of like, it's a lot of feast and famine sometimes in a job where it's like, feels great, we're doing everything which like we in theory we love, that we think we're supposed to be doing, and sometimes it's like, hey, you know what's a, a fun job that you should do? Newsletters. <laughs> <laughs> Right? You like newsletters, right? I do love a newsletter. <laughs> Here, do this newsletter. So are you and feeling about, good about that. Right. Yeah. So which what sort of direction are you thinking? Well, maybe both, Kevin. I don't know. Um, I feel like it is a combination of finding the finding the good in some of those things, like mm-hmm. newsletters, mm-hmm. like and and recognizing that you're being asked to do something and you have a talent that. You know, like, in, instead of feeling, like, distraught, maybe feeling honored. I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe that's part of it. But then also, it definitely is still the other piece around, like, how do I get feedback? And and it's so funny because the minute I said that, one of the questions I have is, like, do I even like other people's feedback? Like, sometimes it's, like, I don't even trust what someone else says as much as I trust what mm-hmm. I, like, observe and see. So I'm just, I'm, I don't know. Well, I think with the feedback part, I know that's something I'm doing because we're both in the situation. We're both doing like the newsletter and I think the web page. And so I was at a, a conference for people who were in charge of the school web page. And another Espen and I sort of like sat and we chatted and we're sort of accountability partners with each other now. And every month we email each other back and forth. Mm-hmm. And we just say, we have two questions that we have to like ask each other and then answer. What did you do this month that you're sort of proud of making it better? And what is your plan for next month? Mm-hmm. So at the very least, we have this accountability that in the long run, over time, mm-hmm. hopefully we can just sort of keep each other honest. Mm-hmm. You know? So even just having a connection with yeah. like another person. And I, I, think like that, that I think that we can do that here too in our group. You know what I mean? We always start out our meetings with like a little check-in on how, how is it going? And you know, maybe, our, maybe our check-in has to be like, what is something that you're really proud of that you've done? You right. know, because... I think sometimes it's you don't necessarily want to toot your own horn, but at the same time, when you hear other people tooting their horn, you're like, that's a good idea. Maybe I could take some of that and try that. Um, another thing I was thinking, and I don't know if this is a strategy, but um, I think in the beginning of this school year, and I said this to my administration, like I want to focus on certain things. Like There's so many things out there, and I want to make sure that I stay focused on the tech squad at my school is really important to me and takes up a lot of my time, but I think it's very valuable for a lot of reasons. And I also am very passionate about PBL, and I feel as though I have not done a good enough job of spreading that in my school. And so I said, those are the two things I want to focus on, and I want to be able to say no to other things. And my principal said, when can you say, what, can, what are you going to say no to? And I was like, I don't know yet, because I'm really <laughs> bad at saying no. Yeah. But I have brought up a number of times, I've kept coming back to that, and I'll say, well, remember, I really want to focus on PBL, and remember, I really think we should, da-da. so we were planning out like what we're going to be doing with our teams in the next few months, and I said, I really want to have like PD around PBL, I want time to sit with teams, I want time to plan a PBL with them, anyway, that's what we're doing for like the month of February, right. so I nice. stuck to my focus, yeah. and I didn't like... Yeah, there are all the all other things that come in, right? Scheduling, creating resources for certain things, I mean, so many things, but I kept saying, no, but number, this is what I'm going to focus on. Right. So, and yeah, basically you set a goal for yourself yes. at the beginning of the year, and you're just now making sure that that's always been in the forefront. Why does it always have to be a goal? We have to yeah. set goals. Like, this is all about life. Like, I feel like this, like, this yes. is overarching in everything we do, right? right? But it's the truth. Like. You have to set a purpose, yeah. mm-hmm. have a plan, and move forward. Yeah. I also Darn didn't it. set the goal <laughs> and put it in my, like, 
goal setting thing for my evaluation. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it was not. Right, it was not a, sure. a goal that I felt like I had to set because somebody was forcing me to do it. Was it was a personal thing. It's yeah. something I want to yeah. improve on and I want to do. And yes, I'm sure I can measure it if I need to measure it or whatnot. But sure. that's you know what I mean. Yeah. I think that's hard. Sometimes we're so t t in this like tight box of you need to have your goal sitting here and it has to be measurable. Yeah. And, da -da -da. and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Right. But if you want the incentive. Well, I think it's helpful to have that all aligned. Yeah. That's certainly a positive thing. Yes. You're right. Oh, and then there's always snow days. Those are helpful. Oh, thank, yeah, thank goodness for snow days. I mean, we're one week into school. We've already had one, one and a half, yeah, really. That's awesome. So that's what's going to get us through, right? Well, and speaking of, of newsletters, kind of going back a little bit, I've, I tried something. I've, being at a new school, I've tried just to throw out a bunch of things just to see what would stick with staff and um, what kind of falls off and, and what kind of moves forward. And um, I had a conversation with Michael Green a number of months ago. And we were talking about like, you know, how do you reach teachers? How do you uh, have an impact if you can't like get to all of them? Like how are different ways? And you know, we talked about most experts do some sort of a newsletter or they'll email something out or a tech tip of the week right. or whatever. And uh, we kind of were going back and forth. And, and I know I, I know he shared this on the Google Plus community like the, potty training mm -hmm. thing and so we we were talking about that and so I was like ah you know what that's a great idea you know I'm gonna I'm gonna try that in my school and so I tried it in November I was like I'm just gonna put it out there I'm gonna and if something comes of it great and if nothing then whatever I'm just gonna move on and that and I totally expected it was gonna be a bomb nobody's ever gonna say anything to me I would never hear anything about it again the next day I walked through well, not even the next day. I think it was like a couple hours later. I'm at my desk, and somebody walks in, and they're just like laughing hysterically. And they're like, you're the potty man. <laughs> <laughs> you created the potty. They're like, this is the greatest thing that I've ever seen. Like, mm -hmm. now I can sit there, and I can get some knowledge. <laughs> it's like toilet tips. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I just have like a little one-pager right. one yes. with just a bunch of little small stuff. And uh, I completely expected it to bomb. But that is, so I I'll, I do it now twice a twice a month because there's so many bathrooms at, at my school. Uh, that's awesome. Do. They do it twice. But, well, it's um, better than I just be reading the same month. poster over yeah. and over again. So yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that so something like that could be that impactful. And and every time I put something new up, I immediately get tons of feedback from people in the hallway as I'm walking down, or emails I'll get. Hey, I really love this tip. Or Hey, can you uh, schedule time with me? I'd like to learn more about mm. this. So something I completely didn't expect to work. Yeah, it did. Is well, and I guess you're also in, the, in that way, like if you think about it, you're kind of setting yourself up for regular feedback in some ways by yeah. like, providing that. Mm -hmm. Because you're, you know, you're putting something out there regularly, so you're getting yeah. what's, what are people like latching on to? Well, yeah. well what, what's funny about that is, is I also do periodically I'll send out an email with tech tips and mm -hmm. stuff too. Do not get any feedback mm -hmm. from that. Yeah, whatsoever. I don't either. So like yeah. I never know if it's impactful I feel or not. super good about it, but I don't get the yeah, feedback. No, yes. I, I, I it's one of those things I can't decide if I love it or other people yeah. love it. But so for the fact that something posted in a bathroom gets that's that much feedback, whereas something that I email out doesn't. I mean, I don't know what that speaks to if it's there's so much distraction on their device already mm -hmm. that now that they're in a like a quiet space. space where they're by yeah. themselves 
and then I have this to look at that they're more likely to look at it and take it in. But. So I, it's funny that you say that because I was just having this conversation about my te- my te- my tech tips that I only we now send out on Friday. It includes tech tips from or tips from my reading teacher, from my AART, from my counselors, mm-hmm. my principals, and me, all in one big thing. So it's just one thing to read. And I cannot tell you how many times somebody has said something, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was in tech tips, and they're like, oh yeah, like, and, and I know they don't necessarily read it, but then if somebody were to send me an email and say, you or have, wanna, to send have a question, I could say, oh yeah, that was in tech tips here, slide seven, look at this. So yeah. I like having that, but at my old school, I used to do toilet tips, and I remember being in my interview. That's and something that's been around them. for like ages, it has, right? It has. But and, and <laughs> I haven't thought about bringing that back. That's I like know, a- but but this is making me feel because like okay, in my interview when I interviewed at my old school, they literally laughed at me. I said, I do these things called toilet tips, and they all were, like, really uncomfortably giggling, like, what? And I'm like, but it's really great because I put things out there, and like people read them. Yeah, yeah, I do like that, too. But one of the teachers came, like, after, he's like, are you, you're the one that puts those things in the bathroom? That's genius. Yeah. And I remember being like, yeah, totally. And I stopped doing that. I don't do it anymore now. I send it out via, you know, on, yeah. on the computer, but I feel like you're right, like, we send, there's so much stuff on the computer. There's so many things, emails they get. There's so many things they read. Right. I feel like I went forward, but I didn't. I need to go back. Huh. Well, this has me go. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will start some potty training at my school. <laughs> it might also be the fact that it's a not a typical way of getting information. Yes. Because it's usually sent electronically. Right. That by doing it with a physical newsletter, yeah. I think, especially in a place they're not used to, I think it gives gives them a unique like oh aha moment or, yeah. yeah and it's you know i think Has anyone it, done like tech tips for students in the bathroom <laughs> that, that would probably be bad though because then they would be like in the bathroom they get in trouble because they stay too long <laughs> reading about how to organize <laughs> their google drive that, that might like, work, i don't know that might work for elementary i don't, I don't know. know like actually i don't i remember when i, I taught know. first grade i had like a poster in the bathroom we had a bathroom in our room and i had a poster with like I don't even know how many species of penguins there are. Like, I'm not even sure species is the right word. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All the different kinds of penguins. And, like, my kids would just be in there oh, forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, hanging out, looking at all the penguins. Like, I had that and all kinds of things. It was like a hangout. I was like, okay. So maybe that's not the right choice. But who knows? So huh. what's better together? Trainings and potties. <laughs> Trainings and potties. There you go. <laughs> Gosh, this whole podcast took a turn I wasn't up to. <laughs> but I feel Love inspired. It. I do, too. So there you have it. To go out and do something different. Yep. All right. Well, there's the try. <laughs> I am now. I am now okay. recording. And now no one's got an intro. <laughs> no, one, no one can well, figure out. Don't you think Frozen 2 was better than Frozen 1? <laughs> I do not. I think Frozen 1, although, granted... I've seen Frozen 1 probably 75 <laughs> times, yes. and I've only seen Frozen 2 twice. Okay. So, but Frozen 1... Better. You saw Frozen 2 twice? Wow. Yeah, we saw it. Being the great parent and educator that I am, uh, we took the day off of school, uh, and I took my kids out of school early, oh. so that we could go Aww. and see the very first showing That's of awesome. Frozen 2. And then you saw it again? And then we saw it that weekend. My kids would time. like to see it again. Uh, yeah, I liked. Okay, so I like Frozen two because it was the first time I took my daughter to a movie. Aww. So I have this like connection to Frozen two, whereas Frozen one we played it a million times in our house. So I'm kind of over it. Yeah. I think Elsa's on my nerves from that one. 
But I do love Frozen 2, and I just love the messaging. Like I said, I like I love the, I thought the whole line and um, the theme was really about self-preservation, like mm -hmm. learning how to take care of yourself and knowing that you can do this and taking the next right step. That's one of the songs. Yeah. Speaking of that, it's 2020. <laughs> it's a new year, right? Um, I don't know about you guys, but like I loved winter break. We had two weeks off. I did no work. I just focused on being at home with my family, and I needed that really, really badly. And so it's like I'm back here, and you know, it's, it's crazy. Like Saturday, Sunday before getting back to school, like all the things start coming back in my head that I have to get done for work. I look at my to-do list, and like, oh man, it starts to creep up. Like all the things that we have to get done. And I start to think about what am I going to accomplish this year? Like, what am I going to do differently now in 2020 that I did in 2019 so that I can help maintain that work-life balance? Because I think that's really important. Um, and I don't know the answer to that, but at yeah. least I feel like I have a clear mind and, you know, where am I going to focus? I feel like personally I always think that I'm not doing enough or I'm missing out on something because our jobs are so big and there's so many things we could be doing. And I don't know. If it's I, almost my debilitating sometimes. Um, it's one of those things where you have so much that you could do that you almost can't do anything. You yes. know, it, it can paralyze you to a point. And um, I definitely feel like, you know, this is not a new thing in 2020. It existed in 2019 right. and 2018 and all the things. <laughs> but um, I think we, we kind of began our our time today just when we were getting together because we're all better together of course, um, <laughs> of um, course would be like that was kind of like this this honest truth around finding balance like how do you stay motivated and um, in the game when we have all kinds of pools not even just like work pools but you have your personal everyone has personal things that are going on and their families and their friends and everybody's got you know maybe there's a health issue here and there there's just like there's always seems to be something so like how do you find a balance and enough balance that you're successful to your standards sometimes less about what other people would even value you know other people might say you're doing a great job and that statement is so reassuring in some ways and then in many ways it holds no weight because if you don't feel like you're doing a great job you know it, it, it becomes kind of a self, a need to really like look inward and decide what works and what's working best for you. So, what what are you guys kind of focused on going into the rest of this school year as far as like supporting teachers? Do you have any other like ideas or plans or things that maybe you've thought about and we're going to try to work into the end of the year or maybe even to next school year as far as like job related and supporting your school and supporting your staff well it's interesting I'm just going to jump in really quick um, we had this little bit of conversation earlier Nathan before you were here but um, how I find myself I was really excited about the fact that I had to put together a calendar for testing um, and that really doesn't align too much with like making progress with um, supporting teachers in personalized learning and you know growing all our portrait graduate attributes but it felt really good to like do something that was like concrete and like a task that I could like check off and so um, 
I'm finding myself right now, I think coming back into the work, there's a lot of things that I have like coming up that I hopefully want to do with teachers and it's still kind of like a mission, but it's so easy to find those things that are like, oh my gosh, let's just do this and it feels so good, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but. Oh, I'm with you. But those things are important too. I feel like getting the, the testing right is sort of like that, it's like brushing your teeth. Yeah. No one looks, oh my gosh, I really, my mission in life is to brush my teeth. <laughs> but if it, if it falls apart, then you're, everything then else you're sort right. of like need a root falls canal. apart. Nobody wants a root canal. You're right. Canal. No one needs a root canal. So what you're saying is sometimes it's like the, the mundane tasks or the things that might even be simple and um, that can make a huge impact that you don't even see all the, like right away. Right. It, it's it's a mundane task, but it's also a task that sort of is a good fit for your like your job description sure. and the overall view you get of the school. It's not like someone said, "Oh, you know what? Someone really needs to take an extra bus duty," and you're taking five extra bus duties right. every you know. It's so a good match. It's like a good match, and it has impact. Strategic in your and yeah. yeah. Yeah, when, I mean, I remember doing this recently where we had the list, like, what are the things we do that, you know, take up a lot of time oh, yeah. and have high impact, mm, or the yeah, things yeah. we do that, you know, take up little time and have low impact, or high, take a lot of time and have low impact, right. and sometimes there are those things, and thinking about, like, a testing schedule, mm -hmm. for example, or even just, like, communication with the community when you do, like, news you choose, like, what, how much impact does that have? And that's where it's hard in our jobs, is yeah. feeling as though you have made that bigger impact and not knowing mm -hmm. if you have or not. Yeah. Um, and I think we all tend to be critical of ourselves. And yeah. maybe I'm, spe I'm speaking for myself, but I think that, you know, we can look at ourselves and say, oh, I really wish I was making more of an impact. You know, I, I think they should probably just hire us as basically, like, are you critical of yourself? Yes. Yeah. You get the job. Yeah. <laughs> are you harder on yourself than other people are on you? Yes. You're up for the test. Absolutely. I don't know. No, but that's that, that's a good point. That's something that I've always struggled with is that um, am I really making an impact? Because you, you put a lot of stuff yeah. out there or you go and you help a teacher or you do some sort of a training, but you never really get any feedback mm -hmm. from any of it. So you don't know what the next steps were of that. Did they take that anywhere? Mm -hmm. Was that actually useful? Mm -hmm. Or was it just something that was put out in the universe and then just disappeared and yeah. you never, you know, it never transitioned in anywhere. Right. So yeah, that's that's definitely a struggle that I think. I kind of wish Pam was here because Pam, um, Pam and I have been talking, Pam is um, working on like getting her her degree in admin and one of the things she's doing is trying to say that having students lead PD for teachers actually encourages teachers to use whatever they learn more in the PD so. more. And so I've kind of taken a little bit of that and brought that to the elementary level. And so, so far this year, we've done two different, um, what we call tech chats, which is where kids are leading PD for teachers. And our plan is to continue with that. And I had this like revelation like, okay, but I haven't done the PD for teachers, but the kids are doing it. And then, yeah. so I'm like, oh, I, maybe I should be doing more PD. But I think, look, like, if we can reflect on that, I do feel as though having the students lead it, I think that gets, teachers want to hear from students, you know, to see, yeah. hear, that's really cool. Yeah, that's more me. To hear from a student, to come and hear how this tool or the strategy might be helpful for them. So again, I'm going back to me being critical of myself, and it's like, but I have provided something for them. It just might look different than it has in the past. Yeah. And how do I, you know, 
one one thing again to go back to Pam. One thing that she is doing is then asking her teachers at the end of the year when she does all these student-led PDs is. Did they get? Did they use that tool or strategy in their classroom to find out? Like, I put all this out there. Was were you more likely to use it because you learned about it from a student versus yeah. just the traditional means of yes. professional development? Yeah, hmm. that's interesting. So that's interesting. You know, it's interesting because I feel like this position itself, you don't get a lot of direct feedback around. Um, I mean, you certainly have to seek the feedback, but it's not regular by any stretch. Like, yeah. it's not like. Um, like a teacher who's in front of a class, like it either went really well or it went really yeah. south, and you kind of know it immediately, and then you can kind of reframe and do it differently. Um, and then for us, that can be like an extended period of time. Like you know, even if you talk, even if it's just talking with the teacher, it may take another three weeks before you know even like either what happened or how it went. You know, like there's all diff- there, there's a I think it's a longer stretch of time. Is it? Does anybody have, and I hope, we'll probably all be like, oops, nobody's got an idea, I don't know. Um, but what about strategies for, like, maintaining, I guess it's it's about kind of like maintaining energy, but like, what are some strategies that we might be able to try that would give us more consistent feedback um, or time for reflection to maybe even just say, you know, we've talked about reflection a lot, actually. Yes. Um, but, like, I don't know exactly what I'm asking, but, like, a simply, how can we kind of sustain ourselves between those long hauls of knowing what we're doing is making an impact? Because I do have those moments where I feel, like, super impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, to, at a staff meeting the other day, we had to look at these pictures and decide which one represented us, and I was, like, immediately drawn to this one with tons of waves. Because I feel like in any given moment, there's a day where I'm, like, riding high. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing awesome. <laughs> and then the very next second, I'm like, and then I'm, like, drowning. Like, I can't find anything. I'm like, oh, you know, take me now. Um, so, like, it's just a very, it's a very interesting ride being in, in this position. And um, and the waves look different every day. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just a, and I don't always have, I guess, the strategy to sustain those periods or those times. So are you asking what, because I thought I heard two different questions. Are you asking how do we sort of get feedback on what's going on and how we're progressing? Or are you talking about how do we sort of like, it's a lot of feast and famine sometimes in our job where it's like, feels great, we're doing everything which like we in theory we love that we think we're supposed to be doing. And sometimes it's like, hey, you know it's a, a fun job that you should do? Newsletters? <laughs> <laughs> Right? You like newsletters, right? I do love a newsletter. <laughs> Here, do this newsletter. So are you and feeling about, good about that. Right. Yeah. So which what sort of direction are you mm. thinking? Well, maybe both, Kevin. I don't know. Um, I feel like it is a combination of finding the finding the good in some of those things, like mm-hmm. newsletters, mm-hmm. like and and recognizing that you're being asked to do something and you have a talent that. You know, like, instead of feeling, like, distraught, maybe feeling honored. I don't know. Um, Maybe that's part of it. But then also, it definitely is still the other piece around, like, how do I get feedback? And and it's so funny because the minute I said that, one of the questions I have is, like, do I even like other people's feedback? Like, sometimes it's, like, I don't even trust what someone else says as much as I trust what Mm -hmm. I, like, observe and see. So I'm just, I don't know. Well, I think with the feedback part, I know that's something I'm doing because we're both in this situation. We're both doing like the newsletter and I think the web page and 
So I was at a, a conference for people who were in charge of the school webpage. And another ESPN and I sort of like sat and we chatted and we're sort of accountability partners with each other now. And every month we email each other back and forth. And we just say, we have two questions that we have to like ask each other and then answer. What did you do this month that you're sort of proud of making it better? And what is your plan for next month? So at the very least, we have this accountability that in the long run, over time, hopefully we can just sort of keep each other honest. So even just having a connection with yeah. like another person. And I, I think like that, that idea. I think that we can do that here too in our group. You know what I mean? We always start out our meetings with like a little check in on how how is it going and you know, maybe our maybe our check in has to be like, what is something that you're really proud of that you've done? You right. know, because I think sometimes it's you don't necessarily want to toot your own horn, but at the same time when you hear other people tooting their horn, you're like, That's a good idea. Maybe I could take some of that and try that. Um, Another thing I was thinking, and I don't know if this is a strategy, but um, I think in the beginning of this school year, and I said this to my administration, like I want to focus on certain things. Like there's so many things out there, and I want to make sure that I stay focused on the tech squad at my school is really important to me and takes up a lot of my time, but I think it's very valuable for a lot of reasons. And I also am very passionate about PBL, and I feel as though I have not done a good enough job of spreading that at my school. And so I said, those are the two things I want to focus on, and I want to be able to say no to other things. And my principal said, when can you say, what can? What are you going to say no to? And I was like, I don't know yet, because I'm really <laughs> bad at saying no. Yeah. But I have brought up a number of times, I've kept coming back to that, and I'll say, well, remember, I really want to focus on PBL, and remember, I really think we should, da-da. so we are planning out like what we're going to be doing with our teams in the next few months. And I said, I really want to have like PD around PBL. I want time to sit with teams. I want time to plan a PBL with them. Anyway, that's what we're doing for like the month of February. Right. So I nice. stuck to my focus yeah. and I didn't like, yeah, there's all the, all the other things that come in, right? Scheduling, creating resources for a certain thing. I mean, so many things, but I kept saying, you know, but number, this is what I'm going to focus on. Right. So and, yeah, basically you set a goal for yourself yes. at the beginning of the year and you're just now making sure that that's always been in the forefront. Why does it always have to be a goal? We have yeah. to set goals. Like, this is all about life. But, like, I feel like this, like, this yes. is overarching in everything we do, right? right? But it's the truth. Like, you have to set a purpose, yeah. mm -hmm. have a plan, and move forward. Yeah. I also didn't set the goal <laughs> and put it in my, like, goal setting thing for my evaluation. Yeah. It, wasn't, it, it was not, right, it was not a, sure. a goal that I felt like I had Normal. to set because somebody was forcing me to do it. Was it was a personal thing. It's yeah. something I want to yeah, improve yeah. on and yeah. I want to do. And yes, I'm sure I can measure it if I need to measure it or whatnot. But sure. that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's hard. Sometimes we're so t t in this like tight box of you need to have your goal sitting here and it has to be measurable. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying right. there's anything wrong with that. Right. But if you want the incentive. Well, I think it's helpful to have that all aligned. Yeah. That's certainly a positive thing. Yeah. That's, you're right. Oh, and then there's always snow days. Those are helpful. Oh, like, thank goodness know, thank for goodness. snow days. I mean, we're one week into school. We've already had one, one and, and a half, half. Yeah, really. That's awesome. So that's what's going to get us through, right? Well, and speaking of, of newsletters, kind of going back a little bit, I I tried something. I've being at a new school, I've tried just to throw out a bunch of things just to see what would stick with staff and um, what kind of falls off and, and what kind of moves forward and um, I had a conversation with Michael Green a number of months ago and we were talking about like you know how do you reach teachers how do you uh, have an impact if you can't like get to all of them like how are different ways and you know, we talked about most experts do some sort of a 
newsletter or they'll email something out or a tech tip of the week right. or whatever. And uh, we kind of were going back and forth. And, and I know I, I know he shared this on the Google Plus community, like the potty training mm-hmm. thing. And so we we were talking about that. And so I was like, ah, you know what? That's a great idea. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that in my school. And so I tried it in November. I was like, I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm gonna and if something comes of it, great. And if nothing, then whatever. I'm just gonna move on. And that. And I totally expected it was going to be a bomb. Nobody's ever going to say anything to me. I would never hear anything about it again. The next day, I walked through, well, not even the next day. I think it was like a couple hours later. I'm at my desk, and somebody walks in, and they're just like laughing hysterically. And they're like, you're the potty man. (laughs) (laughs) You created the potty. They're like, this is the greatest thing that I've ever seen. Like, Uh now I can sit there and I can get some (laughs) knowledge. It's like toilet tip. Yeah. Yeah, so I I just have like a little one one pager with just a bunch of little small stuff. And uh, I completely expected it to bomb. But that is, so I I do it now twice twice a month because there's so many bathrooms. Uh, that's awesome to do it twice. But, well, it's um, better than I just keep reading the same that. poster over yeah. and over again. So yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so, so something like that could be that impactful. And, and every time I put something new up, I immediately get tons of feedback from people in the hallway as I'm walking down, or emails I'll get. Hey, I really love this tip. Or hey, can you uh, schedule time with me? I'd like to learn more about mm. this. So something I completely didn't expect. To work yeah, it did. Is well, and I guess you're also in the, in that way. Like, if you think about it, you're kind of setting yourself up for regular feedback in some ways by yeah. like providing that. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you know, you're putting something out there regularly, so you're getting yeah. what's what are people like latching onto. Well, yeah. well what, what's funny about that is is I also do periodically. I'll send out an email with tech tips and mm-hmm. stuff too. Do not get any feedback mm-hmm. from that yeah, whatsoever. I don't so, like, yeah. I never know if it's impactful. I feel or not. super good about it, but I don't get any yeah, feedback. No, yes. I, I, I it's really one of those understand. things I can't decide if I love it or other people yeah. love it. But so, for the fact that something posted in a bathroom gets <laughs> that much feedback, too. whereas something that I email out doesn't, I mean, I don't know what that speaks to if it's there's so much distraction on their device already mm-hmm. that now that they're in a, like, a quiet space. space where they're by yeah. themselves. And they have this to look at that they're more likely to look at it and take it in. But so I, it's funny that you say that because I was just having this conversation about my tech, my tip, my tech tips that I only we now send out on Friday. It includes tech tips from or tips from my reading teacher, from my AART, from my counselors, mm-hmm. my principals, and me, all in one big thing. So it's just one thing to read. And I cannot tell you how many times somebody has said something, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was in tech tips, and they're like, oh yeah, like, and, and I know they don't necessarily read it, but then if somebody were to send me an email and say, you or have, wanted, to send have a question, I could say, oh yeah, that was in tech tips here, slide seven, look at this. So yeah. I like having that, but at my old school, I used to do toilet tips, and I remember being in my interview. That's and something that's been around them. for like ages, it has, right? It has. But and, and <laughs> I haven't thought about bringing that back. That's I like know, but but this is making me feel because like okay, in my interview when I interviewed at my old school, they literally laughed at me. I said I do these things called toilet tips, and they all were like really uncomfortably giggling, like what? And I'm like, but it's really great because I put things out there and like people read them. Yeah, yeah, I do like that too. But one of the teachers came like after he's like, are you you're the one that puts those things in the bathroom? That's genius. Yeah. And I remember being like, yeah, totally. And I stopped doing that. I don't do it anymore now. I send it out via you know on, yeah. on the computer but I feel like you're right like 
we send, there's so much stuff on the computer. There's so many things, emails they get. There's so many things they read. I feel like I went forward, but I didn't. I need to go back. Huh. Well, this has me go. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will start some potty training at my school. <laughs> it might also be the fact that it's a not a typical way of getting information because yes. it's usually sent electronically right. that by doing it with a physical newsletter yeah. I think especially in a place they're not used to I think it gives gives them a unique like oh Perfect. aha moment or, yeah. Yeah. and it's you know I think Has anyone done like tech tips for students in the bathroom <laughs> that, that would probably be bad though because then they would be like in the bathroom they get in trouble because they stayed too long <laughs> reading about how to organize their Google Drive. That might, like, work, I don't know. that might work for elementary. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, Actually, I, don't, I remember when I, I taught know. first grade, I had like a poster in the bathroom. We had a bathroom in our room, and I had a poster with like, I don't even know how many species of penguins there are. Like, I'm not even sure species is the right word. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All the different kinds of penguins, and like my kids would just be in there. Oh, Forever, <laughs> like hanging out, looking at all the penguins. Like I had that and all kinds of things. It was like a hangout. And I was like, okay, so maybe that's not the right choice. But who knows? So you know what's better together? Trainings and potties. <laughs> Trainings and potties. There you go. <laughs> Gosh, this whole podcast took a turn. I wasn't up. Didn't think that. <laughs> but I feel Love inspired. It. I do too. Go. So there you have it. To go out and do something different. Yep. All right, well, there's the try. <laughs> <laughs>